0: welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. My name is Brandon and with me as always is Stephen discussing
1: moments in which our life has changed for the better. First, we'll set the tone with how we quantify an improvement in our lives and then recall these specific times and what they meant for us.
0: Next, we'll take a short break in the action to provide some updates and let you know what we have for the
1: podcast in the coming weeks. To wrap it all up, we'll break down how we recognize life changes and the decision-making process coupled with those changes. So we
0: can just started off. How do we quantify what's good in terms of a life change? Do you think you can put a quantification on that?
1: Not necessarily like a, a quantification. And I've talked about before how I think a lot of times I don't even realize until after the fact of how significant something really truly is. Hmm. But th- they're sort of like, uh, like video game checkpoints. Like maybe there's something where you've got like your entire life, which is sort of one giant mission, I guess you could say. And then maybe there's something that you've been really waiting to happen. And then it finally does happen. And it's kind of like taking a step towards the ultimate objective. If you want to even say that there is an ultimate objective. What about, uh, does that make sense? I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that that makes sense.
0: (laughs) I I think it's, it can be tough whenever you get into, that's why psychology as a science is kind of difficult because like if you give a, a a person a test and say on a scale of 1 to 10 how happy are you you know you and i have talked about my 6 might be completely different from your 6 <laughs> so oh yeah the the quantifying of that can can be difficult at times but i think it is a personalized situation where if you feel like oh this is a point in time in which things have changed for me maybe maybe the moment in time wasn't uh wasn't good or shit was kind of going down. But to look back on it and be like, oh, well, now this has taken a good step. I realized back then that this time was headed in one direction. And now, whatever might have been a catalyst or happened after that point, um, things are now heading in a direction that I'm more, it seems more appealing to me. Uh, and I think that, that it can also be fluid too. You know, that can change as you get older. Maybe things that you thought were good when you were younger, you are just like, you know, maybe that wasn't what I should have been focusing on or, you know, that that's not necessarily a set in stone uh, thing. So there's fluidity to it for sure.
1: Well, one thing that I think is important in life, and I've talked about it before how I think self-confidence comes as a result of challenging yourself to do something that makes you very very uncomfortable whether it's intentional or you kind of just place in that situation. So I do think it although it is hard to quantify exactly from person to person, I think in general it's pretty important to conquer things that seem difficult. I feel like those are a lot of times those moments that are the most life-changing things that happen to you is you're faced with a situation you're like, "Oh my god, there's no way I'm going to get through this." And guess what? You get through it in life. You find these tough situations that come upon you, you get through it, and when you come out the other side, you're like, holy shit, if the situation happens again, maybe I didn't handle it the best, but if it does happen again, I know what to do to better handle it the next time, and that is a really empowering feeling. Uh,
0: Yeah, I, I think something that is super important to develop is a capacity for resilience To understand that. I mean, there's so many things in life that just can be so surprising and you have to adapt to. So understanding that, you know, experience is really good and you can, you can learn from mistakes in the past and stuff, but sometimes you're just not going to be prepared for what is thrown at you. And that's when you kind of have to roll with the punches and maybe even have that resilient factor where you're recovering from whatever it is that hit you hard. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that's that's a, a, a truth that you can kind of uncover as you're going on in life. I think also – and I want to ask you this because the next kind of portion of this first question is uh, for quantifying what's good and bad, do you think there are any cases in which there are just obvious things or common sense things that in general are good for everybody regardless of how unique you are? Or do you think – pretty much any aspect of what changes for the better, it has to be personalized or unique to to someone.
1: I think that kind of, as I said, like the overarching idea of getting over something that is your fear is good for pretty much everyone. Now that is not specific to everyone, like what I'm afraid to do or what you're afraid to do. Is not going to be in alignment, or for what's difficult for you may not be as difficult for me, and vice versa. But I do think that that is something that universally you're better off in life when you find those ways to push yourself, that like next level, and do like get over it. Because as I've said, like when you get to the other side of that that pain or that anxiety, you do feel super empowered. And then when you're faced with that situation again or uh, a similar situation again you're going to be much better off. I know I have a lot of examples in my personal life with it. I mean, when I first moved to Chicago, I had actually never gotten up and performed anything on a stage pretty much since I was a kid. Like maybe uh, when I was a little kid, I think I did something um, or I I did like music, music related things like, Oh, I had to do a choir concert or something. Uh, But I, for for probably a stretch of like a decade I didn't do anything like that. So when I came to Chicago and I ended up doing this comedy internship just kind of on a whim and they said, "All right, you got to prepare a stand-up routine to do on Friday." So I had like 5 days to write a stand-up routine and that was so uncomfortable for me, like having to intentionally be funny, write it down and then get up on front like get up on a stage, though there was not many people who watched. I'm not gonna lie, I was like pretty nervous to do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I knew that the process of doing it and then actually doing it, like when I got off that stage, it wouldn't be that hard to get back on it again. Because that was like about as bad as it was going to get to do that for the first time. And I think it's a lot of times, though that's, that specific thing may not be as impactful on you because you've done music your entire life, it probably wouldn't be as hard to get up on the stage. Uh, There could be something like an equivalent to you where doing that, whether it was, I don't know, you were afraid of heights or something and you went on a roller coaster that was 400 feet tall. That might be that thing that pushes you to be like, you know what? I've been overreacting to this. Or now that I've done this, I actually realize I do like it. Or now that I've done this, I hate it, but at least I know.
0: (laughs) Well, I do relate to that because it's not like when I started performing, I was immediately oh yeah, this is easy. This is the best thing. I the First couple of my performances, even my, like my voice cracked while performing because I was so freaking nervous. But I, I do think in general that that's a good concept. But I think there is a lot of times personalization. I, I think social media might be a good aspect. There are, there are some friends of mine who social media is such a casual thing. It's so easy to do. They don't really pay attention to it that much. But for me, it's like a big life change to, to, to decide, Hey, I'm going to start using social media because of the podcast or because of my music, a way to, to get things out there. And so I, I do think in general, uh, maybe you can look at, there's some structurally important things just as a person to develop. Um, and to to push yourself to to face your fears and and get out of your comfort zone so you can grow but i think there are also i maybe it's just the specifics of how you get to that point is really what, where the personalization comes into so
1: yeah yeah i mean it's obviously there's a huge personalization component of getting over this stuff because everybody is way way different but mm-hmm. the really important part to me is the doing something that you're very uncomfortable with pretty much. And then just, how are you going to adapt? Like the adaptation part is, I feel like that's going to end up being a lot of what I talk about on this episode. Cause I know when we, when we first started bringing up the concept of just changing for the better in our lives, the first thing I thought about was all the times in my life that I just adapted to things because you know, Sam made a comment earlier in the chat here, when It wasn't until she was 23 when she realized about, like, you can't just be whiny and, and kind of just be, like, sad, pretty much. Eventually, you just have to get over it and kind of, like, keep pushing forward. Because when things hit you hard that you're not used to, I think when you're, when you're younger, you do kind of just kind of sulk in your own sadness or feel like, oh, woe is me, until you realize that that is just wasting time. And that the best thing to do is to somehow convert a bad experience, which is obviously more difficult than I'm making it sound. But to try, to kind of like get over it and seek, seek solutions and not just talk about how shitty the problem is.
0: Yeah, I mean there are definitely situations that it's a lot easier said than done to just, oh, just get over that, you know. <laughs> so, I, you know, taking that with a grain of salt, you know, there are some – obviously this isn't an all-encompassing thought or idea. It's just for the most part – some of the things that life will throw at you, I think you got to do your best to um, to adapt to and learn from and grow from. And I think, I even talked to my sister about this uh, recently because she's about to go to college and she's been talking about going to the East Coast, which is a definitely a different atmosphere than the Midwest. And you got to feel this a little bit with going, I mean, we both did, going down to Tennessee, coming from the Midwest, just the different culture, the different way people spoke and what they cared about. All of that stuff was just at a different pace than what we were used to. And what's so great about that is it it challenges your equilibrium. So you're, you know, growing up, especially if you grow up in like a similar place your whole life, you grow up with with one area, set of thoughts and ideas and beliefs, and this is your comfort zone, and this is what pushes you. Um, But then, you go to a different place where things have just been different and your mind is automatically challenged. People are just act differently. They, they uh, care about different things. Their set of worldviews are, are just going to throw you off a little bit. And it's so positive for your development as a person. And I think that's a lot of times too, where the resilience factor comes in is understanding that, especially if you're a person that is going to get out of the comfort zone you're going to have these system shocks almost psychologically where sometimes you are just so blown away and and don't understand kind of where people are coming from, whatever. But just to continue rolling with that and uh, remaining patient in it, not freaking out, because that was my biggest problem when I was younger. And again, this is another thing that's a lot easier said than done is when you're younger – your hormones and emotions are a lot harder to control or just filter. And so I think there are a lot of times when in my life, when I look back, I was freaking out acting like there was all this chaos around me, but it might've just been like one or two things that challenged the way I saw the world. And if I just kind of soaked it in and, and uh, eased into it or whatever, or I don't know, pushed back, I don't know. It would have been a lot easier. So I guess, in that regard um, not letting it become a bigger deal than it might be and that's a little bit i think what you were saying not not turning these things into these big woe is me um, situations but understanding well, that Well i you mean up look at it
1: that you can look at that even in, when you're a really really little kid what do you do when things go wrong you just cry it doesn't solve any problems it's just like right. eh, it's like uh, i don't i don't know what to do but it basically it it brings attention to you and someone's it's like, oh, man, there's always there's always like, like there's a problem here in some way. And I, I don't know. I just I think that's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of funny because obviously we don't cry as we get older in life, but we still do that sort of overreacting, be sad kind of thing, like bitch about things. As we get older, I feel like we seek solutions much, much quicker. And when we realize that not everyone's just going to be your mommy and daddy and, help you out of a situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's developing the independence for sure. Uh, and I think, um, also experience just helps you when you get into a situation that reminds you of something that you had before, you're like, oh shit, this is something that I've experienced or that it it kind of resembles that situation. How did I handle it then? Am I okay with how I handled it then? And how do I want to handle it now? Especially with the I guess, context of, of where, where life is. So yeah, good conversation. Um, Move on to the next one, unless there's anything else that you want to say.
1: No, because I honestly, the next, I'm really intrigued to talk about the next part. Yeah, for sure. So
0: the next point is getting into specific times. We've been talking kind of in, in broad terms here, but let's look at what are some moments in which you think your life has changed for the better and what led up to those moments?
1: I had an interesting conversation about this with my friend when I was on vacation. But we were we had mentioned like what times of our lives do we think we made a decision that helped us the most? And pretty much without me even like saying anything, he said, "Oh, it was a hundred percent when you moved to Chicago," referring to me when I moved to Chicago. Actually, uh, yo, he actually just joined the, <laughs> the, live, the live chat here. Speak of the devil. <laughs> yo, speak of the devil. Uh, literally, he literally just joined the chat. So it's pretty funny. But basically when we were hanging out on vacation, he made a comment about uh, me moving to Chicago was maybe, or was the, the biggest life changing decision that I made. And I agree with that because right before I made that move, I had had just like a shitty year, like <laughs> just a lot of events of like bad jobs, bad situations, just like the worst mental health I had probably ever been in. Uh, lots of ups and downs, and I pretty much just needed like a little fire to like get going again. Uh, and I also needed sort of like a blank slate. And when I got the opportunity to move to Chicago back in, uh, very I guess technically I moved to Chicago January of uh, 2016. So it gives you an idea of like how long I've been here for. Um, I was at that time. I feel like I was kind of like broken. Like I was not myself. I was kind of like a compromised version of myself kind of feeling um, Pretty down, but I was actually excited again to try something different and as scared as I was to make the move Because I you know, I had one really good friend in Chicago uh, Maybe two you could say um, But at the end of the day, it was gonna be a complete like a complete start over of everything I had been doing up to that point and and it was tough at first, like moving in the wintertime when there's not even sun or anything, you just come home after you get done with work and you're just alone. Like I live by myself. I've lived by myself since the day that I moved to Chicago. I've never had a roommate. And the ups and I stayed and downs there for a years. week. What? I stayed there for a <laughs> week. You stayed with me for a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Brandon stayed with me for a week. So I guess I had a roommate for a week once. That was sweet. <laughs> 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 a couple of weekends brandon came here too hell yeah. So, yeah i guess i've kind of had roommates but the bigger picture here <laughs> is that i was a little nervous to come here i didn't know what to expect um but it's been it's been so important to me and um <laughs> my life because when i came here because i was so uncomfortable and i felt so alone Because keep in mind, I moved to like out of state for college, but that's just a completely different thing because I was around a bunch of other people my own age. We were all kind of doing the same thing. A lot of us were from out of state. It was like, whatever. But when I did this at the age I was at then, like just turned 24 years old, it's a little bit different because Mm -hmm. I I didn't know how I was going to make friends. I had to do things I was uncomfortable with. Like I just did in – I literally just went to go see one of my friends who I worked with after work. And she was just like – because she also worked at this comedy place. And I went there one day, and they're just like, oh, uh, you want to um, intern here? I'm like, intern here? I I just got a college degree. You think I want to go back and intern for nothing? And I was like, hey, shit, I might as well because I got nothing else going on. So I literally just took this internship totally out of my comfort zone. And as I talked about earlier, I ended up having to do stand-up comedy. I eventually, like, hosted a comedy show because I just got, like – I don't know. I don't see. I don't even know what came over me that I just decided to do that. But that's kind of what I'm talking about here. I did like improv comedy. I just started pushing myself time after time out of my comfort zone because I realized that like my life was getting better as I started building confidence and doing all these things that scared the shit out of me before.
0: Well, I, I'm, I'm really curious just hearing about all this. Well, actually, first thing, I do remember when you told me you had an internship. I was like, wait, what? Where the hell did this come from? An internship. And for a comedy place or an improv, it was a comedy place, right? Specifically? Yes. A comedy. Yeah. Yeah. To hear that you had an um, internship at a comedy place specifically, I was like, I guess Steven's doing comedy now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what, uh, I, I was not expecting this. Not that it was a bad thing, but it was just, it took me by surprise just, from where you had come from but I uh I am curious obviously you have a perspective of how important that move was for you looking back at it now but in the moment did you feel the 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 gravity of this decision did you feel like this was maybe going to be a life-altering decision or something that might be a catalyst to the rest of your life did you think of it in that way at all
1: so there's, there's actually two thoughts that come to mind with this. One, there was definitely a sense of, like, I, I just had this, like, gut feeling that I was supposed to make this move. Like, it, okay. I don't know how to describe it. It was just, like, I felt that something – there was a reason why I was about to make this move. Uh, so that definitely comforted me. But at the same time, I – Kind of felt a little bit of like remorse over am I just doing this as a way to escape? that that definitely crossed my mind a little bit. and like basically, am I just trying to write a narrative when there isn't one other than just I got a job in a different city? Mm-hmm. And I definitely did not realize why it was so valuable that I moved here until probably like a year ago. I feel like a year ago was when it finally started clear. I, I actually think you visiting me, A few times helped me see perspective on that. Just hearing you be like, wow, this is really cool. I wish I could live here. Just because, like, all the, you know, there's a lot of activity. It's a good fit for me, like, personality wise. And then just you and I doing some podcast episodes, YouTube videos, and stuff. I basically just realized, like, I was feeding off the energy and I had completely changed as a person. It may have not been like overnight, but it was happening. And I feel like I started to really notice it more.
0: Okay. So it took a little while for you to, to pick up on the
1: intensity of it. Yes, definitely. It, it took, I would say it took like a couple of years before I was really like, okay, now I get why it was really valuable that I moved here.
0: Yeah. I I definitely uh, understand the, the fear or anxiety about the idea that you're escaping something that you're running away. Uh, there have been a, Cause I've moved back and forth places a couple of times and each time um, I feel like I have to sit down and have the conversation with, okay, am I, am I running away from something or am I doing this because it's the right move? The first time was, uh, when I moved back to Minnesota from Tennessee, after I was pursuing music in Tennessee. And my thought process was I need to, it it was after a breakup that I made this decision. I went back home and, Uh, Went to my sister's, my oldest sister's high school graduation and then watched a bunch of their dances and was starting to get back into really putting music as a priority uh, for my pursuit rather than this Jimmy John's thing. And I was like, okay, if this is going to be what I'm I'm, going to give this one last surge or whatever, I need to not have a job like Jimmy John's. And so this is the smartest play for me, but I definitely had to have that conversation with myself of, am I running away from this hurt or is this actually logically the the best option for me? And so I, I definitely resonate with that idea. I think for me, uh, uh, the biggest life change thing, it could end up being this move to Rochester that I made um, just because... You know, I'm 27 now, and I feel like a lot of what I'm trying to do in my life is trying to set up things for the rest of my life. That's kind of the purpose of of creating these habits that are good for me, and and um, I don't know, just trying to be the person that I, I truly want to be and and do the things that fulfill me. Um, but. If I actually look back, the, the one, I think the biggest thing for me was my decision to drop out of school to pursue music and not even because of the music thing. Uh, surprisingly, it I think it's more because, I mean, I don't know if you felt this way at all, but growing up, we, we talked about this a little bit with higher education in America episode, but just this push of, oh, this is how your life is supposed to go. You go to high school, then you go to college for four years, then you do this, then you do that. Uh, you get married, you, you know, have kids and then you settle down. It's just supposed to go that way. And for some people, I don't think that that sat well with them and they were able to separate themselves for it. But I've talked previously that when I was younger, I had a big problem with, uh, respecting authority to a fault where it was like, Oh, authority kind of runs my life. I, I'm going to respect people and be good and, and all this stuff. And I didn't, I didn't understand until I made the decision to drop out of school that I am at the wheel of my life. I am able to make decisions that some people might not think it might not be the most popular decision. It might be something that I just find right for me and some, you know, my my roommates or my professors or whatever might say, Oh, I don't think you should be doing that. That's not very a, a very smart decision to do and I finally had a moment where it was like, you know what? Fuck this. I want to do it. It's my life. At the end of the day, when all is said and done, I'm the only one that's going to have to lay on you know, my deathbed and say, am I happy with the decisions that I made? And so that was the first time that I think I took life, um, took the bull by the horns and really tried to to make something of it. Now, for me, I think definitely I knew that this was going to be a big life change just because of the complete change in trajectory I was taking. Um, So I felt mine kind of immediately as opposed to you where I think you were more in a clouded situation maybe, and and so maybe it took a while for it to really resonate with you.
1: Dude, yeah, definitely. It was not something – I mean, it was one of those things where I felt – I I felt things immediately just because I was in a different environment. I I could see how I would react to things differently by being there, Mm -hmm. but I definitely didn't understand like the full magnitude of where I was at by being in Chicago until much after the fact. And sometimes you just need like things to compare it to. Like I needed you to make a comment like, wow, this is pretty cool Like this environment. Like sometimes it's kind of nice to see old photographs of myself or videos just just to remember like, oh yeah, I was like that back then. Like, I, yeah. Or like try to just like get inside of my own head from back then to remember how I viewed the world because you get so used to the present version of yourself that you sometimes forget what you were like not even that long ago because you, you do change over time, especially when you put yourself in more uncomfortable situations. You really start gathering like completely different perspectives on things.
0: I almost feel like human nature is to hate our current situation. And what I mean by that is I, for instance, I had a job before the one I have currently that absolutely drained me psychologically, emotionally, everything. And then I got this job and I was immediately like, thank God I have a job that I can go to work. I can do my job and then I can leave. Now I'm two years into my job and I'm just like, God, I got to get the fuck out of here. This job sucks. It's so horrible. And when I look back, this job is awesome compared to what I had previously. And we get to these places where we're so unsatisfied. And I almost feel like I get impatient sometimes with just the process and, and take it for granted almost, or I feel like sometimes sitting in that and maybe trying to, I actually feel like I did that when I was at Jimmy John's, like Jimmy John's sucked sometimes, but I was like, I'm not just going to escape this, go find another job. I'm not going to you know, jump from place to place. I'm going to try I'm going to see what happens if I stay at one place and I just keep working my way up the ladder. And then eventually I became the general manager and I had to kind of do the 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 process of growth all over again. But sometimes there can be that value in in recognizing the perspective. You know, you looking back. That's why I loved your YouTube video of you reacting to your West Virginia footage cuz I remember talking to you on the phone and that's just being a really tough time for you. You were out there alone. Uh, you were, your future wasn't, uh, there wasn't a lot of clarity in it. And so trying to figure out, you know, wh- where's my place in the world? What am I doing? And I, I also think maybe it might've been a shock for you because you wanted to always be on TV, but then this reporter thing wasn't, didn't seem like it was <laughs> what was cracked up to me. It
1: wasn't for me. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> for you.
0: So I, I definitely... I definitely get it, and I think that being able to have that recollection and um, the perspective of, okay, maybe I'm not exactly where I want to be, and I want to keep growing as a person, but I don't want to take for granted where I am compared to where I was, and that, I think that's a good lesson to to pay attention to. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> that's a really good point, because uh, that, uh, that version of Steven, back then, it's like 2015, Steven. <laughs> Versus like Steven today, just different guy, different guy, <laughs> different guy, not even same guy, different guy, just completely not different guy different guy, guy, different guy, just all around, just different guy altogether. I think, I mean, I, I could list off a bunch of like just uh, like some minor moments that would fall under this. Definitely at 19, moving away to Tennessee on a whim, uh, especially, I mean, that was a big life changing decision for me because I had lived in Ohio. My entire life, a few different places within Ohio, but I had lived in Ohio my entire life. Uh, And then at 19, after I went through a pretty much a realization that I was holding on to a lot of things from my past and I basically was never going to evolve as a person if I didn't get the hell out of there. Mm -hmm. I literally just moved to Tennessee and that was so far out of character of any other life decision that I had ever made that helped give me the confidence to make other life decisions that were also out of the ordinary. So like moving to Chicago became easier because I moved to Tennessee. So like though the magnitude of my time in Tennessee as a collective whole and making that move probably wasn't as significant in the whole scheme, scheme of my life um, just because I don't think I pushed myself quite as far when I was there as I have in Chicago. I do think – that like that was a huge catalyst into changing me as a person. That's why I always say it is really healthy and good to move out of the area in which you were born and raised just because you, I mean, you, you have to adapt to a new environment. Therefore you learn how to adapt to change. And it's more, it's just easier to make Those types of moves again.
0: Well, it's back to the the point about the whole equilibrium thing. You went to a new place that was a a shell shock to you. People thought you were a dick and didn't understand (laughs) your. Some people still think that, but But it was a shell shock, and I experienced that too when I went from Minnesota to a Tennessee high school. People all I was sarcastic, so it it just came off really wrong for people. But uh, bigger than that, it's just even if you don't end up being the same as the people in that environment. Like you don't see the world the same. Cause I wouldn't say that you ended up becoming a, uh stereotypical Bible belts, conservative person that Tennessee might've cre- could have created in you. Nope. But just nope. going <laughs> there was such a huge experience for you to learn from these different places, maybe see some different perspectives and grow as a person. That it. I do encourage people to get out of that, that bubble that is your like hometown or, you know your parents' nest and all that stuff. Just because it automatically will happen that you will grow in some capacity, you know whether that's a direction that the you now will like or not, that that you'll have to wait to see. But I think taking those risks and and trying to evolve within that, I always would encourage that for sure. Uh, funny story, really quick. Uh, <laughs> thinking about you deciding to go to University of Tennessee Knoxville. You could also say that my decision to not put baseball as a priority was a huge decision because before I decided to go to University of Tennessee, Knoxville, I was looking at junior colleges and thinking about playing baseball at a JUCO for a couple of years and then transferring to a bigger university. So I was looking at a bunch of JUCOs. I was thinking about going to a JUCO with my friend Jesse and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Okay. I just want to go to a place I want to go to ended up at Tennessee, and look at us now, baby. Everything must go. (laughs)
1: Dude, definitely. And then that falls under the category of then you dropped out and pursued music, which ended up being a huge life-altering decision because as a result of that, I ended up uh, living by myself at, uh, at UT. And because of that, I ended up then meeting someone one day and then I ended up dating. So I pretty much, en- you pretty much ended up making me have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it was all me. See, I told you, so I've been much, pulling the strings for your life this entire time. <laughs> I mean, that that was a, like that's another path in my life went on. Like, and then, <laughs> like, you and I going through breakups, like, yep. like years later, ended up kind of bringing us together in a way because like a couple of phone calls back and forth just turned into yeah, you know, like how you been just in general, like. I don't even, we don't really talk that much now. Like, instead of just, instead of just like being sad or trying to like work through this, why don't we just see how, how life's going? Oh yeah, you know, life's this, life's that. And then it just turned into, you guys want to, or you guys, you want to start a podcast? Yeah. Oh, all right, let's start a podcast. And then bada bing, bada boo, look what we got right here. Almost one year in. Well, I, I think it is a
0: fortunate thing to, when, you, when you, when the tough times in your life, the things that uh, aren't, um aren't super great that happen that, you know, break your heart or cause a lot of pain or grief or loss, whatever it is. The, the, I guess the, the hope is that those end up being the life altering things that make your life better. Like I always think of, you know, losing someone that you love, obviously that's freaking horrible, but now you have this opportunity to kind of carry on their memory and, um, learn from who they were and, and to take the lessons that they taught you and, and live on through that. They get to live on through that. And I think that could be a life altering decision that, or a life altering thing that, I mean, you hear stories about people who they like lost somebody in their life really close to them. And that was the catalyst into them getting their life together or doing this or doing that. So if you have a situation that causes pain or does, or is uh, brings hardship on you, the it, for it to come out you come out on top of it and things be better after it i think is a great scenario and a really great story that can be inspiring for others as well so
1: yeah i mean when i was a um the definitely one of the most like life-changing moments of my like childhood was when i was 5 years old in first grade i came home from school one day and uh, it it, sh- it wasn't like a giant surprise, but you know, it was at the same time. Like m- my aunt uh, passed away from cancer; uh, she had liver cancer, and she'd been battling for a couple of years. And keep in mind, I was like, like three to five years old when she was battling, so I did not understand the magnitude of the situation. But I absolutely loved my aunt. She was, I mean, she was my favorite aunt because of all the little little things that she would do for me, like. I remember one time she gave me twenty dollars for my report card, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" <laughs> she would always just spoil me, like the, she would spoil the shit out of me. Uh, she was, I don't know, just like the nicest person. Like I just thought she was awesome. And then, you know, my parents were like, "Oh, you know, she's really sick." Um, I didn't, I, I didn't even consider that like she could pass. Like in my head, like no one ever passed away. I came home from school in first grade one day, and my mom just opened up the door and like she just had tears running down her eyes and told me that she had passed away. And like that moment sticks with me like a lot to this day, because that was the first time I ever had to deal with death. Um, And I had just spent a weekend in my uh, aunt's place, like not that much before that. And it was amazing. And I talked about how fun it was and all this stuff. But like that moment hit me and that that kind of caused like a lot of uh, like a ricochet throughout the entire family. Uh, We actually were my family was actually moving into a house uh, that our family was going to like help build. And it didn't. It ended up not happening because we felt like it was just like in, it wasn't the right move with so many so much family turmoil going on. Yeah. that we ended up not moving there. So we, I, the, the place I ended up growing up actually was a last minute decision. Like I ended up living in a completely different place as a last minute decision because of this event that had happened. And uh, sometimes it is really crazy to think about how life altering these things are when you actually like start piecing it all back together. Like you can always yeah. ask like. What would have happened? Um, but you know, you only have so much control over life. So I don't know. Yeah. just that's something I wanted to bring up because that was a really big deal for me growing up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I th- th- that's back to this idea that I, I, obviously we don't know who you would have been if different things had happened, but. You know, I, for, for the most part, it seems like you're happy with the person that you are and just this one little thing kind of set you on the path that got you to where you are today. So it's, it is kind of cool to recall those, those little chain events that led up to this, that all culminated to who we are today. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we take a little break from, from this topic?
1: Um, what moment of knowing me has changed your life the most? <laughs> what the moment best. of knowing you has changed my life the most? Since the day that you met me, what have I done that changed your life for the best, the most?
0: This is a good question, actually. I gotta think about this. Dude, I'm just, I'm great off the top, honestly. <laughs> off the top, remember that game?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what are we bringing it back?
0: It's, it's tough to do because I have to like queue up the set. We'll, we'll figure it. <laughs> We'll figure it out. Now that we incorporated this, uh, the streaming quality, it, we'll, we'll see how we can make it work. Um, biggest moment for me, I think the biggest moment was probably not last year, but 2017. Um, I came to Chicago in November. It was right after a breakup. The wounds were really fresh and, You know, you and I have talked in private about how we've always had these situations where one of us is really up, and one of us is like going through a breakup or something at
1: opposite times. (laughs) We're never, we are literally (laughs) never firing on the same. So, like, we're never killing it at the same time. We're either like one of us is getting shit, one of us is killing it. Yeah, we're never like boom, boom at the same time. But you go on, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's that's true. And so I was, I was definitely in a place that I don't recognize as just a core part of who I am is very, I have a fire for a lot of things. And at that time it had dwindled quite a bit. And so going to Chicago and talking to you and, and seeing the passion in you kind of re-sparked that for me. But also there were some things that you said to me that, you know, I was kind of down on my confidence in myself and I feel like, you kind of gave me a perspective of, hey, no, you're not that bad off. I, I still think you're good at this. You're good at that. You're you're doing this. You're doing that. It, it was it was a moment for me that I really needed to hear, and it, it sounds kind of like wimpy. I'm like, I just needed someone to tell me that I was good, you know? <laughs> but but there was a truth to it where it was just like sometimes having that second voice to get you out of your own head. Is so valuable because that's why we can't fully do this alone. We can't do life alone. That's why having like a support system, or friends, or some sort of um, a person to a soundboard to throw things off of is is priceless. Because it, without that, who knows how long? It, I still think I would have recovered, but that was a catalyst for me. That was something that helped me realize that hey i can switch things around and then shortly after we started the podcast so
1: interesting i'm actually i wouldn't have expected that i don't know what i expected but i feel like you've never really expressed that specific instant so that's interesting maybe i need (laughs) to tell you tell you more how much i care Maybe that's the thing. <laughs> I've been feeling quite neglected recently. Like I don't matter no
0: more. Dude, in words <laughs> affirmation, that's your love language. What am I dude, doing? I'm a horrible partner.
1: Words of affirmation, dude. <laughs> Chad, come on. Get with the program. Dude, Chad,
0: dude. What's up, man? Um, I want to ask you the same question, though, now that we're on this topic.
1: Um, I mean, it's two for me. Well, it, it's like it's picking moments is definitely a lot harder. Is um, it that time that we kissed? <laughs> <laughs> Love how uh, we just make up lines that if no one has ever listened to this podcast before, they're like, wait, these guys are lovers? <laughs> <laughs> now people are going to just tune in for the first time and be like, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, that moment did not happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> we had a couple sleepovers. We did have we did have a couple sleepovers. That's a little <laughs> different, but it's it's not inaccurate. It's definitely not inaccurate. <laughs> um, ooh, so specific moments. Uh, I mean, okay. One of the times when you and I back at UT, we talked about. I don't know. I guess that. This is kind of tough because for me, the thing that actually sticks in my mind the most was you like playing music at like UT as in like that inspired me a lot. Just like thinking like, holy shit, this guy's pushing like the boundaries. But I feel like because my thing was I was very held back growing up by my own insecurities on what people thought of me and by not coming from an environment that was like all about creativity and like. Being your own person, it was more just like, here's the system. If you do this, you'll be successful. So I had a really tough time like breaking that mold. Um, So there's a couple times at UT where I would like, I I saw you play music and just like stay up all night and like tell me like piss off. I got to work on this right now. You still do this to this day sometimes where I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like, (laughs) we're having like this. This has been fun. Why you want me to leave now? It's like, all right, whatever. But. Couple times doing that, um, but I think like one of the most like very impactful things during um, my breakup, there was a couple of times that you said things to me um, when I like really like revealed like a lot of information about myself. I feel like you said a lot of things that were pretty encouraging because it wasn't just that, like that I was going through a breakup. It was like everything that was going on at one time. Like I had like a really just like bad, <laughs> bad stretch where it was just like one thing after another. And it sort of started with, it started with like some, some like things at home kind of that started to cause me some stress, then started like some things like up here that were causing me some stress. If you you guys can't see what I'm pointing to, it's my head. (laughs) 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 Uh, It was just a lot of things and one one of the conversations I had with you, I just remember like being very... Inspired to think about the situation, like to calm me down, kind of, and just like sorting through my thoughts. Because at that moment, like at that age, I was way worse about articulating things, I kind of would just hold it in. So, a couple of conversations that I got it out was like super therapeutic.
0: I think a lot of times, you and me can be the depiction of our own worst enemy. I think probably a lot of people feel that same way where you get in your places of self-loathing or feeling like you're a piece of shit or whatever the case may be. And so I think that's a similar thing for both of us. I was in that place and I feel like you were kind of the catalyst to being like, no, you have so much to offer This is still you, the person that I knew back then. That's still who you are. Let's get that guy back or let's, let's grow
1: from this. That's a good point. Actually. Yes. So I, I can actually slightly condense this all down when you basically told me like, you're not a bad guy. Like, like basically just the reassurance of, dude, you're not a bad because I, I had just looked at myself as this like just really shitty person. Cause That's what I do. I tend to like hate on myself when mm-hmm. things aren't going well. Like I just blame as it, it can be a positive, but I take it to the point of like pretty much self-destruction of myself because I'm almost sabotaging because I I'm like so negative that, you know, pointing that out is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I'm not actually a bad guy. And then realizing, wait a second. You're right. I'm not actually a bad guy at all. Like, good guys can do bad things, and like, you don't always make the best decisions in your life. It's really about do you learn from those, those decisions, and like, what do you do to, to fix it, and uh, yeah, I don't know, that was, that's pretty important. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I agree. We can take a little break. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Like before we get any heavier here, because I'm just like, this is getting real heavy. Let's do something a little lighter. So I, I want to actually bring up a point here that I just did like a little bit ago, uh, I officially updated my YouTube channel to be the same as my Instagram and my Twitter. So now all of my social media stuff is the same. My Twitch is also... Everything is now at Steven Russell B and at Steven with the V. Not the PH bullshit. Not the PH trash. Not a acidity test. None of that stuff. No, what I thought it was
0: water quality tests. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not whatever other gibberish I've said. It's V like victory because I love to win. Is that good? That's is that comedy. Or... <laughs>
0: Dude, you should make a comeback.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. everything is that now. So I want to make that point because I'm gonna be. I mean, every all. <laughs> it's just easier to find everything now. People have been dogging me forward a little bit, and I like Stephen Russell B. Like I just I like how it sounds. I have for a while, and now it's just easy. That being the case, I'll be doing a YouTube video this weekend, probably two, releasing them this upcoming week, which will be the week that you're listening to this podcast if you're listening to it on your podcast apps. So uh, that's it. What's oh, yeah. that? What's yeah. going on in
0: Brandon's world? What's going on in Brandon's world? So I
1: released another
0: cover on YouTube, Rootless Tree by Damien Rice. I, uh, if you haven't checked it out, uh, you can head to YouTube. So I don't have enough subscribers yet to have a name for my page. So you can just search Brandon Flippin' or I did tag a lot of the stuff with B Flippin' music, which is kind of what my Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all that stuff is. So if you want to check out that cover, uh, please do, please subscribe, please share.
1: Subscribe just to this to- man. Get this man to a hundred damn subscribers. Let's Support, do it. Represent.
0: Yeah, I, that's, that's the goal, to, to just keep pushing. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping to possibly post another cover this upcoming week, the, the week of the release of this podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, I'm actually really excited too because I have the first week in April off of work. And my, uh, my old bandmate, Mike, who I was in his wedding, uh, he used to be my drummer. Him and I are going to spend a lot of that week uh, coming, uh, together with the production of my next album. So we're going to kind of, uh, work through layers that are going to be added to the songs and, and different sounds. Um, Uh, I did not
1: know about this. This is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm really pumped to, to start, uh, turning the songs into more full sounding things. So, uh, really pumped about that, um, Another thing I wanted to mention just as the podcast, again, if you are not yet subscribed to our YouTube page, please do Everything Must Go podcast. You can search it on YouTube. We are not going to be posting these live streams of the episode on um, on YouTube, so I know a lot of people like to be able to see our, our faces when we're having these conversations and <laughs> and fantasize about how sexy we are all that stuff now you can finally
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. you can finally do the opposite angle we took last last time we're like how ugly we are we've just gained a lot of self-confidence since
0: the last episode i'm just trying to switch it up man i'm just trying to switch it up keep them on their toes um so there's that and i just want to say we are coming up on next week is episode 50 of, of the everything must go podcast. Technically we've had more than 50 episodes because we've had spotlight episodes that we had a bonus episode about my album. We had all this stuff, but technically if you look at our numbered episodes, um, next episode, not this one, but next one will be EMG episode 50, which is pretty cool. And we're coming up on a year of this podcast's existence. And I am pumped about that how do you dude. feel about that
1: <laughs> dude it's weird i mean even though it is a year to be fair i really feel like we didn't really start until july like that's like yeah. really when i feel like it counts or june is it june or july june maybe uh, I i'd have to go
0: I, i'd have to go look at the stats
1: <laughs> yeah june or july is like really I, like july is like when we really like i felt that it really became a thing um because when we first started the podcast maybe it's worth mentioning that uh we released an episode and then another episode shortly after, and then there was like you a went month to gap or something. Germany for a little bit. Yeah, I went to Germany for a couple weeks, so definitely uh, changed things. We we um, could
0: even say in in the um, the theme of this episode, a big change for us was getting Winebox Poppy on on the podcast. I mean, well, I I came a week before I came down before that. And I think me, maybe me coming to Chicago was a big thing, but then after that, getting Winebox Poppy as a guest on the show might have been a huge change for us because we realized, hey, there's other people taking interest in this that uh, could oh, yeah. propel us a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think, I think we well, we've talked about this a lot, and I don't know why I didn't even think to mention this because I feel like it is really important. I I just don't want to drag on the episode for like too long. But I could talk about it for a while how important the podcast has been towards both of our lives changing, because I actually have no doubt that we're going to look back on that first time that we hit record on our iPhones and record this episode and realize that that might have been, if not the most important thing that ever happened in our lives, like one of the most important things that ever happened in our lives, because that was when everything – I feel like everything kind of led up to that moment. Like every, we pretty much, we've talked about how pretty much everything needed to go perfectly shitty, perfectly great. Like at like all of these times, like everything had to just, and then it all kind of imploded. I built myself back up just enough. As soon as like things started imploding for you that then I was like, yo dude, because basically basically, (laughs) the order was I got absolutely like, shattered like I was just like shit like, I couldn't I felt like for a long time I was just like dragging across the ground Brandon's like yo dude I got you here uh you're gonna be fine just like do the x y <laughs> and z just like keep keep your head above the water and then eventually like as soon as I started getting built up Brandon's like ah shit it's my turn <laughs> and <now> Brandon starts <laughs> Brandon starts going into a nose dive. he's just like ah shit what do I do now and I'm like ah right, dude don't worry about it you, you helped me now let me uh I I <laughs> let me help you out here a uh, just do x y and z like keep your head above the water like just relax just chill let's let's do this let's do that and then eventually it was like wait a second why don't we just work on something together yeah and then that's when we're like all right let's do a podcast we hit record on our iPhones and then the next thing you know like that leads to wait if we're going to do this why don't we just actually like keep each other in check with the things we want to do so i was like dude do your music again and you're like okay well you have a youtube channel why don't you actually like release stuff at a like, on a schedule. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need that. I need to have, like, a, a relationship that's destructive for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do this for a little bit. I remember you saying that, too. And I was like,
0: what is he talking? About? <laughs> he called me up, and he was like, no, dude, 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 listen to me. Listen here. I got to be destructive here. I'm sick and tired of things being too goddamn good for me,
1: and I need to destroy it, okay? <laughs> and that's... I say this as a joke, like... <laughs> It wasn't. It, it, it was just like another. Like I say, any relationship that doesn't work out to a certain extent is has destructive moments. So that's nothing to like completely bash that. But the joke of it is, <laughs> in the end, everything just was kind of like pieced together, and it kind of came to the creation of the podcast, which is kind of like a tangent. But at the same time, I just want to mention that because as we come up to episode fifty, I'm happy that we've made it this far. I didn't think we were ever gonna get there. Actually, I kind of did. Does that make me cocky or like? Confident. That makes me confident that we were on something.
0: I don't think it's cocky. I think that it's a very fair shake, considering knowing both of who we are, and and I think putting us together in something. I think you know we've kind of talked about this dynamic duo quality, where I think we can keep each other in check. So the consistency aspect of it, I think we both have helped each other out with, and also being a partner in something we can share the load. Like you handle this thing. I handle this. We don't have to handle everything that has to do with all of this. So it's, uh, it's super helpful. So I don't think it's cocky at all. Um, I do think we should get back into the uh, topic though, (laughs) unless there's (laughs) anything else you want to (laughs) say. No, 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 I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So this last point that I want to talk about How do we learn from these life-changing events? Even more specifically, how do those moments impact decision-making
1: and going forward with that? Um, I I think when we've talked about some good examples, I think you got to learn from them because as you experience them and they go terribly the first time around, or maybe they go well the first time around, you you have new information, so like you should do, you should handle the situation differently based on the information that you learned from the situation. I think, I don't know. What do you think? I guess I I, I before I before we just go dive into one of my normal like walk around in circles perspectives. <laughs> I, I actually I want to hear I want to hear what your perspective is on this because I feel like I'm gonna maybe will I'll understand your viewpoint. Hmm
0: how do we learn from these life changes and how do those moments impact decision-making process going forward? I think, I think that there is a, a, a big importance on understanding our limitations as people and understanding that we're never going to be perfect. So that even if I might experience something and think that I'm Uh, I'm never going to experience it again. I don't want a situation where if I do experience it again, it completely crushes me because I didn't think I'd ever let myself get to that place again. Mm -hmm. There's just some things that happen and depending on different contexts, it's okay. Your, your life isn't over until it's over. (laughs) You know, there's always, as long as you're alive, you have the opportunity to, to make something of, of those situations. But, um, I think learning from things, I think, um, this is where it's so important to be present with your life and to do things or to at least try for the most part to do things that, that are, um, fulfilling to you or are things that you really care about. Cause I think when you're doing a bunch of tasks that give you an instant high or things that, um, You just go through the motions in i don't think you're really paying attention to what's happening around you and and so number one you probably won't see certain things coming that might be like red flags to hey you had the same thing happen back in high school and you fell apart from this or whatever so i think trying to just stay present with life even though sometimes life you just want to escape a lot of the things because it can be so hard I think it's super important to be present, but then also, um, you know, sometimes people are like, what, what good is a conversation going to do for me? What am I going to talk about all this stuff? I think a lot of times having these conversations about different things that we've gone through. I mean, you and I have talked about probably certain situations over and over again sometimes. And I feel like even with those conversations, we find something new. That we might have missed previously. So being vulnerable in that sense, not shielding yourself off from those things in life, and letting some of that stuff in, confronting the pain, as hard as it may be, might allow you to, um, to be better off going forward. To understand that, okay, yeah, he, here are some of the things that I was doing that sabotaged things before now that i'm i'm actually looking at it and, and confronting you know and, and being accountable i can see these things i think it's super important to do as hard as it may be i think it in the long run it's going to be easier because you're going to come out the other side of it if that makes sense
1: yeah like how do you learn from life changing moments you allow yourself to learn from the life changing moments you allow new information to now change your opinion in the way that you handle a situation. I think too often, people just use what they know up to a certain point, and then that's all they do. I say that what drives me crazy about my dad is he likes no music after, like, 1988. He just decided (laughs) it wasn't for him, except for Nickelback, (laughs) randomly, and Creed. (laughs) Randomly, he chose Nickelback and Creed to be the exceptions to his rule. I'm like, couldn't you have just picked, like, anything else? But, yeah, that's, okay, that's not the best example of life-changing events, Uh, but I think, like, the concept of you have new information, you should have different opinions, you should handle things differently, and, like, for me, I took the fact that I moved out of state when I was 19 to then realize, wait a second, it was okay. So then when I graduated college, I moved to Orlando, Florida to go work at Disney World. And I did that because I was confident that I could adapt to a new environment. And then I was like, Oh, I can move to West Virginia. I can move to Chicago because adapting to a new environment is easy for me. Now it would get a little more complicated with everything you add to the equation. Like if I move to a country where I don't know the language, well then now I've got another thing to adapt to. But instead of being so afraid of these situations, I think I've learned to just like actually kind of get a thrill off the situations because I know that I'm going to be different when I get through it. Like on the other side of any of these these life-changing situations, I'm going to be a different person than I was before I entered it. And sometimes that excitement to me is worth enduring whatever is in front of me.
0: Well, and I think it's a great example for people. We've talked a lot in previous episodes about the fear might still be there. You might still be afraid of making this decision or going this direction and the unknown of it all, but don't let the fear paralyze you and, and prevent you from making those decisions. I think that you're a great example of that, uh, because you, you've taken some risks that, you know, might've paralyzed people before, but until you take those risks, until you put yourself in the uncomfortable positions that you have, you don't know that, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to come out the other side of it. And and then after you do it more often, the easier it becomes and the more fearless you become because you're like, hey, I handled this. I can do this. I can go skydiving. That's fine. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm ready
1: to go. Well, I mean, you got to be slightly careful with some of these because there's been times <laughs> where I'm like, I think I got too big of a head and I started doing some dumb shit. So I think you got uh, to be a little bit calculated. And uh, I'm going to comment on this comment. Uh, Brandon is in a man bun that is accurate. And uh, I actually told him, despite the fact I'm not the biggest fan of man buns, I actually like the man bun on Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I get a text.
0: The, the, the first time we went IG live, and then the next morning I get a text that says, confession. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, what the fuck is this going to be? <laughs> next text, I actually like the man bun. <laughs> <laughs> The the hair is just so freaking long right now and I uh I don't know, it just sometimes it just feels gross,
1: so the man bun feels a little more put together, I don't know. I do feel like it looks like you should like teach taekwondo now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I expect you to be a taekwondo instructor now and uh, I'm kind of disappointed that you're not.
0: <laughs> Wait, how do you know I'm not? You don't know my free time, I do.
1: If you are a Taekwondo instructor, that adds like such a hilarious layer to you. <laughs> so first
0: people say that I look like a GameStop worker and now I'm a Taekwondo instructor. Who am
1: I? I don't know who I am anymore. But I'm still trying to figure out who you are. I don't even know. I don't know <laughs> who I am. Apparently I'm a guy named Brad. Yeah. You're Brad. I'm Chad. <laughs> Brad, Brad Chad. Is that where this episode ends? Brad and Chad? I Any think final so. thoughts or just Brad and Chad?
0: Uh, final thoughts. Um, I don't know. I, I like episodes like this where we can reflect, uh, back on stuff. Obviously our audience doesn't have the opportunity to have this conversation with us, but I, I just want to encourage people to, to have conversations like this. Cause I, I don't know. It's kind of cool to look back on stuff and, and, and say, man, this thing sucked really bad back then, but look at what it's created in my life. That That's so beautiful and, and such a good story. And, Sometimes we need pats on the back. Steven will be the first to tell you. Sometimes this guy needs a pat on the back.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love to pat myself on the back. Yeah, the you time. do.
0: <laughs> no, but it is it is important sometimes because we can get so caught up and life sucks and I, I freaking hate myself and it's the worst and all this stuff. And I think sometimes it's just um, – it's just nice to look back on stuff and and see where you are from where you've come, and even if you're in a place where you're like, I wish I was better, be- I wish I was where I was before. You know, at, at any point, that fire within you or the part of you, you know, coming from experience. To when I was at such a low place that I, I kind of fell apart, uh, fell apart with my self con- confidence and my security and the ambition, all that stuff to have this moment of being like, Hey, I actually came out the other side of it. Okay. I'm still here. It's, it's really nice to, to have that recollection and, and um, reflect on this stuff. So what about you?
1: Um, I, 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 love doing this in general. I, I pretty much always end up in, if I get in a deep conversation with people, one of my favorite things to do is like, what's a moment of your life that seemed small at the time that when you look back on it, it ended up being really important. And, um, I, I cause I, that's why I'm pretty in touch with a lot of the ones that have happened to me. So I think it this is a good, a good episode to look back on it. And, and if you guys have these types of moments, I think it actually is kind of good for your mental health sometimes just to look back. Cause I think when you get into a dark place, sometimes it's kind of nice to realize like, Hey, what you're doing right now, it's not an overnight change, but if you do some small things, you'll look back one day. Like I didn't realize the day that I pressed record on my iPhone and did the podcast episode i didn't realize that that would then like push me to do a lot of other things in my life like i didn't realize that there was going to be all of these other like great benefits of starting that so
0: yeah
1: i i guess my yeah my biggest takeaway for people would just be like nothing in life really uh is is ever like black and white like as soon as i sign this like it yes that can be the life like a huge life-changing moment whenever you get like a new job or um good for just for good or bad like there are obvious things that happen but sometimes it is those little things that, at the moment don't seem that big of a deal that end up being massive and if you're in a dark place just thinking about like you don't know maybe you just did something really great that's going to be huge in the future so i don't know that's that's my foul thought
0: yeah cool
1: hell yeah guys we uh we appreciate you anyone who's watching it live thank you very much for watching this episode live on instagram twitch and um if you're now watching this on YouTube, thank you for coming on to it as well cuz we have a YouTube channel now, Everything Must Go Podcast. Check it out. It's kind of uh It's kind of cool doing the video portion as we talked about our ugly and sexiness of which we're very we're very conflicted within ourselves on that, <laughs> on it. Um and um I love I love how <laughs> reading the comment here. <laughs> Wait, this is on YouTube? This is going to be on YouTube. Yeah, so just for the clarity on it, this episode is not ever live on YouTube, but it is live on Twitch. But the, after we record the episodes, we then post it onto Twitch, so you can watch it. You can watch it under Brandon's uh, <laughs> Brandon's Twitch, B Flippin' Music, um, of which you should follow him on there if you have a Twitch account. Also, yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Everything Must Go podcast. Subscribe to our individual YouTube channels. Find us on social media and uh, follow the podcast. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at EMGpod. What uh, what else do you want to say? Next week,
0: uh, Steven and I are actually going to be out, but we have uh, guest hosts coming in. Uh, to just do different segments for the show. Um, so stay tuned for that. I think it's going to be really cool just to kind of change things up a little bit. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear what they uh, what they have for us. Uh,
1: but... Yeah, it's going to be a really cool episode 50 without us. Yeah. Who needs us? Who needs We're us? We're just bringing the podcast down, honestly. If you do have voicemails for them, though, leave them voicemails, 513-427-EMG5. Say whatever you want. Throw him a curveball. That's fine. We'll play it on the uh, on the show. And I uh, want to say thank you again for listening. And, uh, oh, you can find us on all your podcast apps. I feel like that's one <laughs> thing I definitely want to mention. <laughs> you can definitely find us on all your podcast apps. This is, like, the most disjointed ending I've probably done since, like, episode two. <laughs> you can, it's because, like, we've actually changed a bunch of things recently. So I'm just like, okay. Yeah. So you can find us on all your podcast apps. Just type in Everything Must Go Podcast. You'll find us. We appreciate you uh, listening to this episode, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Take it easy.